So the Heisman Trophy will be handed out this Saturday, and most people think Baker Mayfield's going to run away with it. Do you think it's a clear-cut decision this year? I love you too. Today, you will undergo the permanent and irreversible procedure known as downsizing. All clear. <laughs> Welcome to the Pastime Podcast. My name is Furman. This is Tom. And I'm Tamara. And this is episode 22. And we actually have made it another week. I was going to say, this is two weeks in a row. I know, right? We're so winning. Hopefully Hashtag winning. y'all appreciate it and we're more consistent. Hold us accountable, people. There you go. I like it. <laughs> How's y'all's week been? It's the week of work Christmas parties for, for me. Um, yeah. Had our work Christmas party last night and then... And my wife's the place where she works is having their work Christmas party tonight. So, and you won a award last night. I did. We don't want to talk about what it is, but no. at least you won something. So did you, Furman. Furman won one too. So it was most and happy Tamara, to keep his job. That's and Tamara won one in our hearts. So <laughs> just not the loser on this podcast. <laughs> I bet. I <laughs> know <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is. You're not the loser. Bah, 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 like Debbie Downer. That's not how that goes. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. In the spirit She's winning of, at life, people, just so you know. I know it. Winning today. Just winning. In the spirit of Christmas, what are some like funny, you know, Christmas gifts or Christmas memories or maybe best gifts or just when you think of Christmas, what are some like memories that stick out to you guys? Uh Tamara, you got one? Not off the top of my head. Ty, you got one? I, I've got a funny, I mean, it's not by any means the best gift I've ever gotten, but the funniest, like, you know, a lot of times at Christmas parties and stuff, how you do the cheap white elephant type gifts. Yeah. Um, I got one one time. I opened it and it was pretty classic. It was a thing, and I didn't even know this was like a real thing, but it enables a woman to pee standing up. It's like a camp. Like I don't even know what to say to that. You can like, like find it. Yeah, I got no word. You can like find it like in the camping. It's like for when you go camping. Yeah. If a, like a female doesn't want to squat and pee, they can use. <laughs> like I figured out how it works. They can. They can use <laughs> this thing. Description. But it. But it enables a woman to pee standing up, and so. Do you I, still got it? No, I regifted it. Okay. It, it was probably the best white elephant gift. Well, who, wait, hold up. Who did you give it to, though? Did you give it in the same party? Because sometimes they do it where no, you get exchange No, I didn't. Gifts. It was a different, like, the next year or something okay. I gave it. It was pretty funny, though. That is pretty funny. I don't know. I feel like we've done that, and I've always ended up with, like, a bottle of wine, and then everybody's, like, always try to trade all their gifts to get the wine. And I don't even drink wine, so. Oh, well. I always buy a gift, maybe not white elephant, but like we do like an exchange in our family. And so I always buy a gift that I want. So at least I know. And a lot of times I get it. Like, That's the way the, to do it because you're no like, one else wants it. And I know I do. So I'll just take it home. Yeah. I mean, I do the same thing whenever we do like the Chinese Christmas exchange or whatever. Yeah. Um, definitely the, the way to go is buy what you want. And if you end up with it, great. That's true. I, mean, I forgot what I was going to say. They're, they're dying over here. <laughs> they're trying to hold it in. Oh, this may be the worst episode ever. No, it's the greatest ever. Because <laughs> it's just so raw, unfiltered. Tamara's going to knock over our printer. Yeah. 
that we're sitting by. <laughs> what do you guys say we just jump into this week's sure. episode <laughs> and, and and get into the meat of this episode? We'll hit you with the lowdown where we take a look at the wide world of sports. And we'll try and keep our composure as we go through this. Because as far as I'm concerned, I don't think there's much funny in this. Well, there may, there oh, may, it got real serious. Uh. <laughs> no, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> Fail number two That's at number the two. attempt. <laughs> stop talking. But anyways, let's jump into this week's bah, lowdown. Bah, bah. I just had it. Okay. <laughs> and we will talk a little bit of Texas Tech basketball because let's face it that's what we have to be excited about uh these days uh but the red raiders seven and one uh, a big week um or a big win uh this past yeah, week is back. they got a big comeback win over a 22nd ranked undefeated nevada team uh 82 to 76 in overtime and that's a game that you're really fortunate to win uh because you trailed most of that game you fought back you actually were down 11 with about 10 minutes left, you were able to fight back, force it into overtime, uh, and then you got the win in overtime. It was a rocking crowd at the United Supermarkets Arena. Um, just a lot of fun. I was able to go out there for that game. It was the Keenan Evans show in the second half. He ended up with a, a career-high 32 points. Um, and really, the last 10 minutes of that game, it was keenan evans just driving to the basket and getting bucket after bucket after bucket and he basically keenan evans plus some of the freshmen yeah. really carrying uh, this team in a comeback win over nevada and i think the encouraging thing it's a game you would have lost last year yeah without a doubt um seeing the grit uh, that texas tech had to come back in that ball game but it does beg the question i kind of left asking myself the question zach smith and justin gray which Really, you expect to be um, two of your leaders, two of your best players. They're kind of maybe underachieving a little bit so far in the season. Um, I mean, obviously, you've got Zach Smith, which is just a monster of an athlete mm -hmm. and can jump out of the gym and make some awesome blocks and stuff like that, but just not really producing uh, the way you would expect him to in the early part of the season. And then Justin Gray has just kind of been non-existent um, as well, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Really, um, Tech, they've got a high ceiling, I think, this year, but it's going to be as high as people like that are going to take you. You're going to need some of your leaders to really step up and start playing well because right now it's Keenan Evans and then it's the freshmen that are absolutely killing it. I thought David Moretti had an incredible game yeah. against Nevada just late, made some big plays late in that ball game. Obviously, you've got Zaire Smith, Jarrett Culver um, that are doing really, really well. Um, and do you think that's kind of a, a difficult place that it's put people like Zach Smith and Justin Gray in? Because obviously they don't want to take a back seat to the freshmen. Right. But, you know, kind of what, what do you guys kind of make of, of that whole situation? I think it's one of those things, especially in basketball, it's kind of like golf where you go through those slumps where, you know, you could be red hot and then next, you know, a couple of games later, you're ice cold for a couple of games. And so hopefully that they'll turn it around. I think it's better that it happens early in the season right now and that they can see as a team that we, even if those guys don't show up on those nights, uh, we have other players that are going to step up because especially with the conference play coming up, we're going to need all hands on deck. And so one question I had posed uh, to me this week is we've talked about on the podcast before that Tech is one, the only Division One team uh, in the nation that has started that starts five seniors. Um, 
but how long are they going to start five seniors? Because mm-hmm. the question was kind of posed as if we keep getting off to the slow starts that we've gotten off to against like Seton Hall, we started off slow, yeah. kind of came back. Um, against Nevada, we started off very slow. Again, came back as the game went on. Obviously, when you get into Big 12 play, you can't continue uh, to start slow and, and live that kind of, of life. So is it a situation where at some point Chris Beard's going to have to make a change and put some of those younger guys maybe uh, in the starting lineup? I don't know. We'll see. Um, but just kind of a, an interesting thought and question. Still very excited about where this Texas Tech basketball team yeah, is headed. I mean, I think it's the best basketball team we've had here in quite a few years. And, and I think, you know, honestly, I think it could be a second weekend team at least um, in the um, big dance when we roll around in March if things fall well. It's hard to believe that Big 12 plays right around the corner. Four more games before Big 12 play starts. Um, and, and Tech will be heavy favorites in all of those games. The The difficult part of your non-conference um, schedule is behind you. Uh, the four games you've got left, uh, Kennesaw State, Rice, Florida Atlantic, and Abilene Christian. You're going to be big favorites in all four of those games. So really and truly, you should head into Big 12 play 11-1, and one, yeah. which is going to be pretty impressive nice. um, looking ahead. And then you all obviously start off with a bang. You've got a ranked Baylor team at home. Uh, and then you've got Kansas at Allen Fieldhouse to open up Big 12 play. They lost, though. They did. Uh, Kansas lost their first game of the to year to Washington. Washington. There, right, in Kansas. Yeah, uh, it was in Kansas, oh, Kansas City. City. Okay. I mean, it was a, it was in Kansas's backyard. Yeah. Basically a home game for them. But has the Big 12 a combined 70 and 12 yeah. um, in 2017 so far? That That's just tells, crazy. That just tells you what kind of the – What's bad is you look at Texas. They are currently at the bottom of the Big Twelve standings, and they're six and two. And they led, <laughs> and they led number one Duke by nineteen at one point earlier in the season. So it's just going to be that kind of year for the Big Twelve. Yeah. I don't think there's a team though that's just like the standout favorite. Like, of course, I would say maybe Kansas is, but I don't think anybody's invincible. And so going to this conference, I think every game that you play, you feel like you have a shot. You have a chance to win the game with this. You know, it gives you hope as a Tech fan. I mean, Tech may be battling yeah. there in that first two, three, four spot of the conference, and and who knows if you go late into the year into that that in that situation, what might happen. So, anyways, very very excited. You know, definitely some things you can improve on, and get better on, but really like the way or the the place that this this Texas Tech team is headed. How many Big 12 teams do you think would make it into the tournament? That's a good question, and I actually heard someone say. Uh, on sports talk radio or something this week that there was a possibility that every big 12 team could get into the tournament which would be unprecedented yeah um and and honestly i don't think that's going to happen uh just i don't know if you would ever see every team in a conference make it but that's the depth of the league sure and i think you're gonna knock each other out too you know right that's the that's the downfall of that Mm -hmm. so for sure i mean you could be sitting there at you know, right around 500 in the conference and be in the top half of the conference. I mean, that's just the way the the league is going to go. But that's an interesting question and and something definitely to keep an eye on as we go down the list. So good good news for Texas Tech basketball. We'll hang our hat on that. Um, Staying with Texas Tech as we go into a little bit of college football talk, 
The Red Raiders are going bowling after their upset win on the road in Austin. Um, will face number 23, South Florida, um, who is 9-2 on the season in the Birmingham Bowl on December 23rd. Yes, at 11 a.m., uh, Texas Tech becoming notorious for playing those 11 a.m. games. Saw that, the butt of some jokes this, this week. But South Florida enters as a two-and-a-half-point favorite over the Red Raiders. Um, one note to make about South Florida, Charlie Strong, uh, who left Texas, um, is the coach at South Florida. You guys excited about this bowl, a little disappointed about it. Kind of what are your thoughts on Tech versus South Florida in the Birmingham Bowl? Um, I, I'm ex- I mean, I'm excited to be in a bowl. I mean, you weren't in a bowl last year, so right. you're moving up. And um, I, I read, too, like you ran out of since – uh, TCU lost. They weren't in the Cotton Bowl, I think, or one of, maybe one of the higher. So just one Big 12 team was going to get pushed out into a different bowl. And that was Tech. Yeah. Which, I mean, understandably so. so. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I mean, I guess people are disappointed, but I mean, I'm excited. And also, I feel like you could probably use to lose to us. Oh, well, no. <laughs> you know? See, I, I know. Think, <laughs> I, think, I think for me, the disappointment. And, and I'm excited too. Don't get me wrong. You're in a bowl game. It's a step forward. Absolutely. Yeah. If I have any disappoint, a disappointment about it, it's not because I think we're going to roll over South Florida because I don't. I think it'll be a close game. I think it'll be a, a challenge. But playing a team like South Florida is just kind of one of those, it's not a power five team. It, it's just kind of a... But Maybe I don't not. feel like you deserve it. I agree. I agree. <laughs> so, I, like, I, that's why I'm not upset. I'm with you. And I'm not upset either. I think it'll be a challenge. But I think that's where people's disappointment might come from. Well, then they it's, need to realize the, what kind of team you have. It's not that It's <laughs> yeah. not that high-profile matchup. But, again, it's a bowl game. It's postseason play. That That's good news if you're a Tech football fan, for sure. I, and I think outside of the college football playoffs, like, what do all the bowl games really matter? Like, they really don't. So it's nice to be in a bowl game, period. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Texas Tech, South Florida, December 23rd in the Birmingham Bowl. Uh, Some other um, games of note, obviously the college football playoff. Um, A little bit of controversy surrounding those selections. You end up with number one Clemson and number four Alabama uh, and number two Oklahoma and number three Georgia. In, in the two semifinals, who y'all got the college football playoff? There's no, uh, like I called this. You I did. Don't, I don't know why people are feeling like this. You is called a, it. They're upset by it. And did you guys hear Ryan Rosillo? He like went off about Alabama or like why Alabama should have been it. I think they've played it on local. Yeah, too. I've seen it. Yeah, I thought it was really good, and I agree. And I called it, so I'm right. Yeah, I think the yeah. only controversy that surrounded it from anywhere. Uh, really the only decision to be made after Ohio State beat Wisconsin in the Big Ten Championship, it was going to come down to do you take a two-loss, I mean a one-loss Alabama team who did not play for an SEC championship over a two-loss Ohio State team that won a Big Ten Championship. That was the question. But also lost to Iowa. By not just lost, but yeah. by 31 yeah, points. lost bad. And so I think it's a situation of you come down to the conversation. Is it do you take the four best teams or do you take a team that 
deserves it or if the criteria is winning a conference championship. And I think the committee went with the four best teams. That's, but I feel like that is the criteria is it, or should you be. need the four best teams. So it's not conference champs. It's who is the four best teams. Yeah, for sure. And, and, I mean, obviously Ohio State's going to be upset. I get it. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they have an argument. I think, honestly, as much as Ohio State has an argument, I think USC had an argument as well uh, to be in that conversation as they kind of flew under the radar. But uh, they, they are – they are not happy as well that USC got left out as well. But I think at the end of the day, um, if anyone in college football will get the benefit of the doubt, it is going to be and should be at this point Alabama for yeah. sure. It's all about wins and losses. They only lost one game. so No, absolutely. So I think it will make for an interesting Clemson and Alabama becoming a record-stuck type situation. They're playing for the third straight year. And the, yeah. the only difference is it's not for a title this year. Right. So they won't play for a title. Um, some other bowl games are intriguing bowl matchups of note. Uh, you've got Utah and West Virginia in the heart of Dallas Bowl. Uh, number 22, Virginia Tech, and number 19, Oklahoma State in the Camping World Bowl. Where do they come up with the names? That's what I'm saying. You look, you look down the bowls. It is. It's like, sponsors well. for sure. But uh, number 18, Washington State, um, and number 16, Michigan State in the Holiday Bowl. Uh, that's always a good bowl game every year out in San Diego. Um, number 8, USC, and number 5, Ohio State. I think that's probably the most intriguing non-playoff bowl game uh, because those are two teams that thought they had a shot uh, to get into the playoff. And, and so that'll be a good one in the Cotton Bowl. You've got Washington and Penn State in the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, number six, Wisconsin. And number 10, Miami. Man, Miami just got dogged in the ACC championship game. Um, and then number 12, Central Florida taking on at number seven, Auburn. Uh, Central Florida, the only D1 team that went undefeated. I'm at 12-0. They're getting Auburn in the Peach Bowl. So just some intriguing uh, bowl matchups there to keep an eye on um, as we move along. Also, staying with college football, um, last night they began announcing some of the college football awards. Obviously, the Heisman Trophy presentation is going to take place tomorrow evening. Um, and that's pretty much wrapped up. It's going to be Faker Bayfield that is going to <laughs> be winning the Heisman Trophy. Um, Mayfield last night also racked it up. Uh, he's been named the Davy O'Brien Best Quarterback Award winner along with the Maxwell Award Player of the Year. Um, and like I said, he's going to be named. There's no question. Uh, Baker Mayfield will be the Heisman Trophy winner on Saturday night. I think we all know what my opinion on this is going to be. Does he deserve it? If you're talking strictly football, sure, give it to the guy. If you're talking a good person, good character, he's at the bottom of the list. I mean, he doesn't deserve it in that regard, but it's a, it's a football award. It's a That's what I was going to say. It, it's a, it's an award for the best football player. Okay, I can I can agree with it. He's a good football player. My hot take is <laughs> He will never make it as an NFL quarterback. He's like Johnny Menzel 2.0. Exactly. So. Exactly. Can he make it as a backup? He doesn't. Third string practice squad. 
Well, if he doesn't, like, mess up his life like Johnny Manziel. That's the thing. I mean, he's good enough maybe to make it. I just don't think he can stay out of the negative publicity and, and getting in trouble and just being stupid. Because if you do some of the stupid things he's done at Oklahoma, yeah. you're going to get your head ripped off in the NFL. Well, you got Jameis Winston, who's done stupid stuff, and now he's starting. Well, she's kind of having a bad season. A lot of injuries. Not very good, he's kind of all over the place. I just – I just – I have zero love for Ty, Baker Mayfield. Ty's notes say, good thing it's not a character war. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I mean, it's true. I have zero respect uh, for Baker Mayfield. Oklahoma, I'm glad he went to you. I'm glad you had yeah. him. I'm, the thing is, people tell me, man, aren't you sad you, you he, he got out of Lubbock? I'm really not. He also would have never played in Lubbock because he would have graduated last year Patrick yeah. Mahomes would have always started over him. Mm-hmm. End of story. So, bye-bye. My deal is, like, he didn't play defense. And so, that's what we needed was a defense. And, you know, for the, for the years that, that he was available to us. Okay. I was, I was really confused by what you're – I was like, he took Furman. He, what? Exactly. <laughs> I didn't sleep a lot, so. Anyway, so Baker Mayfield's going to have He's his heyday with all the awards, whatever. Um, some other awards that were handed out last night. Jim Thorpe for the best defensive back went to uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, Alabama. Um, he's going to be one of the top picks in the NFL draft. This one was very deserved as well. Tech saw this firsthand. Ray Guy, the punter of the year Dude, award. he's good. Uh, Michael Dixon from Texas. Uh, I actually saw on Twitter, Coach Kingsbury sent him a yeah, personalized letter um, congratulating him on his performance against Tech. And it's pretty bad when your best performance comes from your punter. Yeah. But it, it definitely it really did good. that night. The Bolitnikoff Award winner for best wide receiver. One of the best stories in college football, James Washington. Uh, Oklahoma State, a small town kid um, coming from Stanford, Texas, um, is where he graduated high school from. So that's Shout out Stanford. yeah, absolutely, that's impressive. Um, I think he's just an all around good guy, good character for James Washington, <laughs> unlike some other people in the state of Oklahoma. And then coach, <laughs> coach of the year, Scott Frost, deserved Central Florida undefeated. He actually um, immediately following their twelfth win of the year accepted the job at Nebraska. As he's going back home, and yeah, uh, that was just kind of that was a tough situation. Obviously, it's his dream job; he's going to take it. But now he's not even going to get to coach Central bowl Florida game. in the bowl game. But um, that's just kind of how the business works, unfortunately, in college football. And and really, kind of keeping on that note, I don't know if you guys saw this or not. I shared it on my social social media. Um, uh, Facebook account earlier um, this week, maybe yesterday. I think, to m- in my opinion, the best college football hire to this point, and I'm not a fan of Arkansas by any means, don't get me wrong, but Chad Morris, man, I'm a fan of Chad Morris, and that is who uh, the Hogs hired as their new head coach. And I posted a video. Um, they actually recorded his um, introductory meeting with Arkansas, with the team. Man, I was inspired. I don't know if they were, but I thought it was it was very, very classy, a very class act. Um, if, you, if you have a chance to go watch it, uh, do. It's worth five minutes of your time. I haven't watched it. I haven't watched it either. Maybe we can play some <laughs> clips from it. But Chad Morris, for those of you that don't know, he was a coordinator at Clemson. Um, he's the one that recruited uh, Deshaun Watson 
uh, to Clemson. He was the sole reason he went to Clemson. Um, and then he spent the last, um, I guess, year, maybe a couple of years at SMU. Um, but, uh, man, just a class act. And honestly, I think it's a home run hire for Arkansas. Go watch the video if you get a chance. It's, it's definitely, definitely worth it. I think he's a class act and he's going to be a good fit in Arkansas. Switching gears just a little bit, let's talk NFL. Let's talk Dallas Cowboys. Um, Cowboys, they showed signs of life. That's what they do. They destroy you and you're ready to give up and then they win and they look good doing it. A big win over the Redskins, the season sweep, but they've still got their back against the wall. Um, they're four games out in the division uh, with four games to go. So that's that's all for naught. And that's and not going to happen. That, uh, the Atlanta won last night, too. They yeah. really need, they needed the Saints to win. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for I was going sure. to say, they could win out and still not make it. I mean, so. so basically, you're four games back in the division. No one's catching the Eagles. They've all but wrapped up the uh, division. If you beat the Eagles, they they still win. The division. Well, the Eagles would have to lose the rest of the game. They would have to lose out. Okay, okay. So, and, that, and that's not gonna. Ha- I mean, yeah, no, that's not gonna happen. Or is it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, mathematically, it's possible. But more, more realistically, you're two games back in the wild card with four games to play. Yeah. Um, you've got the Giants in New York this coming um, week. Should be a win. Eli's back. I was going to say. Eli is back. Did you, is it going to be the heart, heartwarming story? Did you guys see the bill? There was a billboard in New York. People have been buying them. And it's like the Giants colors. And it says believe. But then like believe is like in red or something. But then the E-L-I is in blue. Uh, well, that's good. Well, I'm hoping Eli throws three picks this week. See, so here, so. this always happens to the teams I like. I have a feeling what's going to happen is that Eli's going to be back in the lineup, and he's going to come out and throw for like 350 yards, yes. four touchdowns, and the Giants are going to beat the Cowboys. See? Which, which would be – then you'd be done. Like, you and know then, what? Be then like, you could just not worry about right. it. That's <laughs> right. But if the Cowboys win, then there's still – Yeah. You're saying there's a chance. Right. <laughs> Top situation. You've got the Giants left. You've got the Raiders in Oakland or in L.A., Left, Oakland. Yeah, good. So last year in Oakland. Oh yeah, they haven't moved yet. Yeah, they're still playing that up. fell in my heart. Pat is still going to start. They're the at the Raiders. Just so That's a remember. winnable game at six and six. Then you you close the season in a tough way. You've got the Seahawks at home and then at Philadelphia uh, to play the Eagles. You're probably going to need to win three of the four at the very least to have a chance. Yeah. Um, maybe four or four. Yeah. So. Um, back against the wall for the Dallas Cowboys. And, and so that's kind of what we had in our lowdown this week, a look at the wide world of sports. Yeah. And um, that's all I got, unless you guys have anything to add. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> we'll send it to Tamara. Today's entertainment news is brought to you by Uvala Sweet Cakes, taking sweets to another level. For all your cupcakes, cakes, or creations for any occasion, visit Ulala Sweet Cakes. If you're a new customer, refer a friend, and you both can get a sweet savings of 20%. So check out their Facebook page and contact them today. All right, well, let's jump into some entertainment news. 
first thing I thought we would talk about is um, some things that are coming to Netflix this month in December. And so um, as it's December and it's cold and like your normal TV shows are on hiatus, here's a few things you can begin to watch. Um, first thing, Planet Earth 2. Um, awesome. Did you guys ever watch any of the Planet Earths? I love Planet Earth. We could watch it all day at my house. Me too, man. Me too. You all know the answer that I have to that you, question. God doesn't watch anything. So, <laughs> Planet Earth 1 I own. It came out like 10 years ago and it was awesome. But then I watched Planet Earth 2 when it was on. It's really, it's super stunning and amazing. And So, you could check that out. Halt and Catch Fire Season 4 comes out. Um, that's like an AMC show. Both Ace Venturas, so if you're looking for a Jim Carrey funny movie, or if Jim Carrey's not your flavor, Nacho Libre is going to be back on Netflix. V for Vendetta, um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. So if you haven't seen that one, you can check it out. And then um, Judd Apatow, 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 Judd Apatow, Apatow. I just said his name a lot. Uh, <laughs> he uh, <laughs> he has a comedy, like a comedy show, like a stand-up type of thing. Are y'all big into watching like stand-up comedy? I don't watch a lot of it, no. Yeah, me either. Yeah, I just don't enjoy life. I, just, nah. I mean, I watch it. It depends on who it is, but I was just wondering. I've done more of like listening to it, like in while driving or something, like listening on iTunes or something. So, but yeah, I don't really watch it a ton. I I actually enjoy it like more in person. Like I like going to comedy clubs in person. Yeah. Um, one of the best places I've ever been was the Second City in Chicago. I laughed my it was hilarious. Have you ever been to the one that they have here? Have y'all heard about that? That they do a little comedy night? I don't know what place it is, but I guess I didn't even know there was one. Yeah, I haven't been been to this one. Been to some improv shows. Those are really funny. But anyway, so those are some things on uh, Netflix for you to check out. The other little thing I thought I would bring entertainment news. It was a a fun uh little thing i i'm a big fan speaking of well not really we talked about guardians of galaxy but i'm a fan of chris pratt and he actually just recently put this last game like was the 12th man at the seahawks game he's a big seahawks fan so he got to like raise the flag Mm -hmm. which is apparently a really big deal when i was there it was like a big if you're people were losing their mind if you're a 12 or isn't that the thing in in seattle like 12 or 12 yeah, like or 12th man kind of yeah, like A&M. but uh so he got to do it but so it was just on his instagram and i found this video and i thought we would play it for you and i thought it was just a cool thing so i had this thing happen to me today it was really cool someone came up to me and say hey chris uh i have this question for you i promise this isn't like a humble brag or something but he said you know with the things going on in your life how, how do you keep the faith and i was like boom I said, I read, I read books by my, my pastor, Chad Veach, at Zoe Church in L.A. I find his, his books, his, his book, Faith Forward Future, to be very helpful. And he said, what's the name of that book? Boom! I said, oh, it's called Faith Forward Future. And then I said, boom, to him. And then he got, he got startled. But the point is, Chad, I love you. He's recently written a book called Faith Forward Future. 
the Triple F, and it's available on Amazon. You should pick it up. It's really good. Uh, it, the title kind of says it all, A Faith Forward Future. Love you, Chad. I think that's pretty cool, though, because you're starting to see more celebrities come forward with their faith, and it's something that I don't think we've seen in the last 10 years like this. I got it like a, I don't know if it's right. I wonder if him and Anna Ferris broke up. Um, because I feel like he has really become more outspoken about his faith, and I wonder if like they weren't on the same page there. That's been something I've wondered. I mean, I could see that because uh, just some of the things she, I know she has her own podcast, mm -hmm. and just the stuff she <laughs> talks about, like it would make sense to me. Yeah, yeah, I can see it too. So, anyways, I just thought it was cool. Chad Beach is a great pastor. I actually want to. I heard an interview with him talking about that Faith Forward for Future book, and um, I want to read it. So. All right. Well, here's a few movies coming out. We have some good ones. Um, on December 20th is Jumanji. I didn't know about this. Here's That's the thing. Exciting. I hated the old Jumanji. I loved it. I liked it. It was a <sighs> classic. I It freaked me out. I hated it. So, so is this I'm, like a new version? Yeah, yeah. So when four kids discover an old video game console with a game they've heard of, Jumanji, they're immediately drawn into the game's jungle setting. Um, they become the avatars they choose. Um, Dwayne Johnson is in it. Kevin Hart, Jack Black, Karen Gillian. I mean, so what they discover is you don't play. You don't just play Jumanji. You must survive it and to beat the game, return to the real world. I hated it. I'm like I like I hated this. it. I mean, it looks pretty funny, so I, I'm I'm interested to see how it's going to go. I want to see it. I liked Jumanji when I was little, so I'm excited. Maybe I like it more as an adult, but it <laughs> freaked me out as a child, but that's not shocking. Okay, next movie coming out, uh, Downsizing on December 22nd. This looks kind of interesting. When scientists discover how to shrink humans into five inch five inches tall people um, as a solution to overpopulation, Paul, played by Matt Damon, and his wife Audrey Kristen Wiig decide to abandon their stress lives in order to get small and move to a downsized community. Um, and it just triggers life-changing adventures. And like, because it's like they, I remember in the preview, it's like they take their how much income they have and then it like, like triples, you know, when they downsize. So I, I seen the preview to the trailer. At, we're at the movies recently. And just the beginning is pretty funny of just how they decide to do this. And then when they go through the process, I, I don't want to give a spoiler about it, but. It looks like it's pretty funny. And how would y'all feel about being shrunk down and, and living that type of life? Would y'all be for it? I, so I was like thinking about this, right? And I was like, but you wouldn't know any different. Like, you know, that's what I'm kind of thinking. Like, if they built a community and. You wouldn't know the difference, yeah. I mean, you might. I mean, you have your memories, but like, if you were born as a shrunken human, like, it would just be mm. like, like, we could be all shrunken humans now and just not know. <laughs> And that's that's one of those things Man, growing up. That, we we got to our our yeah. thought of the day early today. Really we could all be a shrunken human and just not even know. Well, I used to think that like, man, I wonder how ants look at the world, like how big Dude, we are. Dude, me today. too. And that's what it is. Like, yeah, yeah. like we're somebody's ant. Like when we like when we spit. Like if See, you, I didn't think about that. If you like, <laughs> if you like spit and it like falls around an ant. Is it like their form of raining? And do they have like a weather forecast that sees it coming and predicts it? I mean, these are the you things. You can't predict spit, Ty. <laughs> these are the things that go through my head. Well. Or like if you see like a human like walking towards you, is that like some kind of natural disaster? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, these are the things I think about. Well, 
I guess we'll learn from downsize. <laughs> the last movie I'm super stoked about, The Last Jedi, December 15th. Um, the Skywalker saga continues as the heroes of The Force Awakens join the Galactic le- Legends in an epic adventure to unlock the mysteries of the Force. So it looks really cool and interesting. All right, so that's our entertainment news. We're going to jump into some few weird news stories of the day. They're kind of fun. Um, in the Christmas spirit, I brought us some six inappropriate uh, Christmas cards that you can send people. Ooh. So uh, the first one says, it's the telling it like it is card. It says, only a few more shopping days left until your loved one finds out how little you understand about them. Bom, bom, bom. Are y'all good gift givers? I think I'm decent. I'm okay. I like to give gifts. I wish that so I could afford I. to give more I, gifts. I agree. I'm there with you. I feel like I spend a lot of time just looking at stuff like, mm, no, yeah, it's going back and forth. No, yeah, I'm definitely the same. The next one is have a merry Ludacrismas, and it has a picture of Ludacris on <laughs> the card. Another one is the hard truth. It, it basically just is a blank card and it says Santa isn't real. <laughs> that is terrible. <laughs> Who would do that? I, I don't support that one. This one is the still cold rejection. All I want for Christmas is you, but the you is marked out and it says a gift receipt. <laughs> uh, the Kanye one, Merry Christmas to you, marked out and it says to Kanye. That's a picture of Kanye. And this constant reminder, on the first day of Christmas, your true love gave to you a partridge in a pear tree. It's marked out and it says nothing because you're single. <laughs> Oh, man. So I just thought those are fun. So if you're those looking for um, some gift card, Christmas cards, there's some inspiration. Do you all send out Christmas cards? I do. I normally do. Um, A little bit. Not too much, though. Yeah. That's I don't go how, all out. That's kind of how we but are. But our Christmas cards for our where we work at, that's a tradition that we take one has a staff. And so I'm excited to see those come in. Well... We're going to move up. Yeah, those are going to be funny. <laughs> Sorry, I was moving on to the next story. Ty's stressing me out right now, but it's fine. Behind the scenes. Okay. Sorry. So, oh, the last, the next story is, you know, 2017 has been a hard year <laughs> on all of us. And so, not just on humans, it's been a hard year on the animal kingdom. In Florida, a possum broke in to... um. I can't remember what did he break into a liquor store, I think, um, and drank a 750 milliliter bottle of cognac. <laughs> Good Lord. I like how he just went down the aisle and just selected something like, this is the one right here. That's funny, though. Dude, what did it do to him? He looks happy. He looks happy. I don't know. Yeah, I think he's, like, fine. Hmm. The liquor store came in the next day and found him. <laughs> and then they released the animal, uh, the refuge, and then gave, the people came and they released the animal into the wild. Interesting. So yeah, it was just they said the the Twitter says on the first home. day on the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a junk possum in a box. So <laughs> this sly and currently slurred a possum snuck away into the liquor store to discover some holiday cheer on its own. <laughs> and so, anyways, I thought it was funny. That's how long. That's how hard 2017's been. The possums are getting drunk. So. Anyways, wow, that I thought it was funny. That and, is funny. And just to wrap up weird news, <laughs> Tyrus really thought that was funny. yeah, that was funny. <laughs> I'm just trying to wrap my mind. Like I don't know how it didn't affect the possum more than it did. That's what I'm trying to think about. I like how they even like check on them. They're just like, oh, let's throw them back out 
Like yeah. He's probably like alcohol poisoned somewhere out in the wild now or something. I yeah, know. I mean, it's just a possum. <laughs> and, and, look, and, and no, possums don't go to heaven. So, in the story. Tie with the hot takes today. <laughs> All right, our last weird story news today I thought was pretty funny. There was a girl, Kelsey Hall, um, at the University of Alabama. Um, she tweeted a, a picture of herself in a Christmas tree suit, like her mom had bought it for her, saying she liked to dress up and thought it would be funny. So she tweeted it saying, um, if I get a thousand retweets, I'll wear this uh, Christmas tree outfit for the rest of the semester. Uh-huh. And guess what? Twitter does what Twitter does best. And she is like up to like... I was looking like 37,000 retweets. And how many does she have to get? A thousand. Oh, wow. So, or that's like 9,000 retweets. Sorry. But yes, yeah, so she is going through finals at the University of Alabama wearing, wearing that. a Christmas tree that's pretty fun. costume. I would never do a Twitter thing like that because you always lose. Oh, and Twitter, Twitter don't care. Twitter do whatever it wants. So, yep. It was just really funny. I thought we could post a picture of her because it's pretty funny. So she's like having to go take finals in this Christmas tree costume. I think we have to retweet her. Retweet that picture. I think we do. I think that could be we owe a lot of punishment. So if we need a punishment idea, maybe that's what we could do too. Dress up as a Christmas tree. Or see what Twitter like do. Like if we retweet this, we'll do something or something. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. That's better than me having to do it because you never know how it's going to go. Anyways, so, all right. Well, we just did a Fast and Furious weird news, but that's kind of it of the day. Any final thought? This was kind of like a Fast and Furious pod, though, too. It really kind of was. And not my best. I'm just going to throw that out there. We limped to the finish line, but that's okay. That's all right. You know, we are only human, and (laughs) so we're just showing that to the world. Final thought? I think we already got to the final thought. We might all be shrunken humans and (laughs) not even know it. What would be the thing you miss the most? Would you miss anything as a shrunken human? I guess not. Okay, well, there you go. We're all shrunken humans. Bye. In the shrunken world. See y'all next week. Bye. That's my shrunken human voice. <laughs> I like it. Today's episode is brought to you by A Way Out Nutrition, your one-stop shop for all your Herbalife needs or when you need a shake to go. Stop by today, 4713 West Loop 289, next to Wild Fitness. Visit their Facebook page today. Today's episode of the Pastime Podcast was brought to you by Emerald Empire Tattoo Studios and Laser Removal, located at 1108 Main Street, Lubbock, Texas.